0: Everyone, it seems, is jumping on the marijuana bandwagon. Not since the last Wild West snake oil salesman passed through town have we seen a greater miracle product that will heal whatever ails you. On top of that, it's natural, unlike that which Big Pharma produces. And because it's now legal in places such as Canada, California, and Colorado, marijuana must be safe and harmless. Or is it? Shouldn't we ask who's driving this bandwagon? Are you hearing the whole story? Or are there facts about marijuana, also better known as cannabis in some countries, that you're not being told? And if you think, I don't do marijuana, so it doesn't affect me, think again. It does. I'll be back in a moment with four things you need to know about the hallucinogenic cannabis plant known as marijuana, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Welcome to Tomorrow's World, where I'm covering one of the most controversial topics I've ever given, and I can see the hate mail already. You may wonder why I'm covering this topic here on Tomorrow's World. The answer is simple. In the end, we're dealing with an issue with moral implications, and much of what you are hearing about marijuana and cannabis is nothing more than lies. Sadly, many sincere people are buying the activist propaganda. Here at Tomorrow's World, we choose truth over mindless political correctness and groupthink. On today's program, I'll give you four facts you probably aren't hearing about marijuana. I'll also be offering a backup resource titled Marijuana, What They Aren't Telling You. Canada, the United States, Australia, and New Zealand, are plunging headlong into a marijuana mecca. Yet there are a growing number of studies that show a link between cannabis and mental health problems, and this leads me to fact number one, there is an agenda behind medical marijuana. There has been a concerted effort on the part of activists to sell marijuana to an unsuspecting citizenry, and they've been very successful, so how did they do it? These activists learned from past mistakes that they could never get cannabis or marijuana legalized by promoting the idea that it's good to get high. They've used different tactics at different times, such as the war against marijuana is racially biased, but their most recent and most successful campaign is to convince ordinary people such as you and me, people who have no interest in toking up that cannabis is medicine. After all, who wants to be against medicine, especially when it is marketed as natural and safe, unlike chemical pharmaceuticals? But this message has always been a ruse for legalizing recreational use. Former New York Times writer and author Alex Berenson explains in Tell Your Children the Truth about marijuana, mental illness, and violence. Linking legalization to medical use has proven the crucial step. It encourages voters to think of marijuana as something other than an intoxicant. In reality, except for a few narrow conditions such as cancer-related wasting, neither cannabis nor THC, the intoxicating ingredient, has ever been shown to work in randomized clinical trials. Berenson explains a little later, The difference between cannabis and every other drug Is that an entire industry now trumpets marijuana's benefits, promising a high with no low, a reward without risks? It's easy to get caught up in the war of words and contradicting studies, so let's stand back and look at the big picture. Here's what we see number one, activists convince the public that marijuana is medical. Number two, they next convince people that it is harmless. And three, is then decriminalized and finally number 4 it is legalized recreationally with some variation this is what happened in Canada California and Colorado the australian capital of canberra became the first city in that country to legalize recreational cannabis on september the 26 2019 there's a clear progression from medicine to recreation This will continue to happen as a naïve public is manipulated by a well-funded campaign by activists intent on fully legalizing the drug. So who are these activists? Most people have no idea. All we hear is that marijuana is medicine, that it's natural, that it will free up police to work on more serious problems, and that it's a mild and safe substance with no downside. That's the drumbeat we hear everywhere. Time limitations do not allow me to give the biography of each one, but here's a name familiar to many, a name that we hear on the wrong side of many issues, George Soros. Breaking into a thought from Berenson as he traces the drug's history, meanwhile, advocates continued their slow work writing opinion pieces highlighting the costs and racial disparities of the drug war, and offering grants to local pro-cannabis organizations. In July 2000, Nadelman merged the Lynn Smith Center with the Drug Policy Foundation, a Washington-based reform organization. The new group was called the Drug Policy Alliance. George Soros would be its most important backer. Ultimately, he gave more than $100 million to the DPA, and a related group that funded medical marijuana and legalization ballot initiatives. By 2010, he supported full legalization, and he wrote an opinion piece saying so in the Wall Street Journal. Think about that. $100 million is a lot of money, and what for? Was the end game medicine or full legalization? Considering the source of the money, thinking people should be suspicious. But what about all those medical benefits of this wonder plan? The truth is that a lot more research ought to be done before buying the salesman's pitch, and I'll address the reason why in a minute, but first I must tell you about today's vital resource, Marijuana, What They Aren't Telling You. Canadian author and educator Stuart Wahavich addresses such questions as, If it's legal, Isn't it safe? And is there any good reason to get high? This well-documented resource contains source notes that allow you to do your own research. Don't make the mistake of thinking this can't affect you. Even if you personally don't use marijuana, what others do can impact your life. So call the toll-free number or go to our website to order your free copy of Marijuana, What They Aren't Telling You. And I'll be right back with facts you need to know before jumping on the marijuana bandwagon.
1: Today's offer is yours absolutely free, no cost, no obligation. Call now, 1-800-236-0531. Call toll-free now or write to us at the address on your screen Visit us online now.
0: We're discussing four facts about marijuana, also known as cannabis, on today's Tomorrow's World program that you may not be hearing elsewhere. And before the break, I said I would give you some facts you need to know before jumping on the marijuana bandwagon. Having sold the public on the medical benefits of cannabis, As with any good snake oil salesman, the non-hallucinogenic CBD has become a cure-all for whatever ails you. Have cancer? CBD will cure it. Parkinson's? No problem, works there just as well. Back pain, depression, nausea caused by any condition, CBD is your answer. Or is it? The Ohio State Medical Marijuana Program limits participation in their program to these diverse conditions. AIDS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, Alzheimer's disease, cancer, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, Crohn's disease, epilepsy, or another seizure disorder, fibromyalgia, glaucoma, hepatitis C, inflammatory bowel disease, multiple sclerosis, pain that is either chronic and severe or intractable, Parkinson's disease, positive status for HIV, post-traumatic stress disorder, sickle cell anemia, spinal cord disease or injury, Tourette's syndrome, traumatic brain injury, and ulcerative colitis. Is this a wonder drug or not? The distinguished Dr. Gary Wink was asked to sit on Ohio's Medical Marijuana Advisory Committee by Governor John Kasich in 2016. And in all fairness to Dr. Wank, I want to emphasize that he is open-minded and clearly not against trying marijuana for a range of ailments, as seen in an article he wrote for Psychology Today. Despite not being against it, he says, If you suffer with one of these disorders, as listed above, the most important question to ask your recommender Is whether you can benefit from using marijuana. If your recommender says yes, then you can be certain that he or she is ignorant of the current state of medical research on marijuana. Simply stated, there is no reliable clinical evidence to support the use of marijuana for any of these conditions, none at all. Dr. Wink is not alone. A more recent British study investigated the effectiveness of cannabis as medicine for these six mental health conditions. Depression, anxiety, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, Tourette's syndrome, post-traumatic stress disorder, and psychosis. The results were published in the Lancet Psychiatry Journal. Here's what these scientists found as reported in London's Independent on October 28th 2019, Research which combined 83 studies involving 3,000 people suggested their use for these six mental health conditions cannot be justified based on the current evidence. Scientists said this is due to a lack of evidence for their effectiveness and because of the known risks of cannabinoids. Marijuana advocates have promoted a cure looking for a disease. Does this mean there will never be any medical uses for the plant? Not at all. Many medicines do come from plants. The problem is that there has been an agenda here all along, and activists have dishonestly sold people through anecdotal testimonies that it's a cure all when proper testing is lacking. I quoted earlier from Alex Berenson's book, Tell Your Children, where he outlines the history of cannabis and what he learned about it so who is baronson here's how this former new york times reporter who confesses that he tried marijuana a few times describes himself i never took to this stuff but i had no moral problem with it if anything i tended to be a libertarian on drugs figuring people ought to be allowed to make their own mistakes but he changed his mind in the wake of a conversation one evening with his wife Jacqueline is a New York State psychiatrist who specializes in evaluating the criminally insane. One evening they were discussing a particularly brutal crime when she casually remarked, Of course he was high, been smoking pot his whole life. Berenson questioned what she meant by of course, to which she replied, yeah, they all smoke, and that led to an interesting husband and wife discussion in which Berenson explains, I'm not sure if I said to my wife that night, Oh, please, but I thought it. Jacqueline would have been within her rights to say, I trained at Harvard in Columbia, unlike you. I know what I'm talking about, unlike you. Maybe quit mansplaining. Instead, she offered something neutral like, I think that's what the big studies say. You should read them. And he did. What this marijuana libertarian learned was not what he expected, and it turned him into an outspoken critic of the weed. He set out to inform the public about the history and consequences of cannabis use in his 2019 book, Tell Your Children, The Truth About Marijuana, Mental Illness, and Violence. Here's what Berenson learned. Fact number one, which we've already seen, there is an agenda behind medical marijuana but he also learned that fact number two, marijuana is linked to mental health problems. There has always been a known link between cannabis use and mental health issues, such as psychoses and schizophrenia, but the problem is greater today than ever. Today's marijuana is a totally different marijuana from that of the 1960s and 70s, when THC levels were closer to 1-2%. to But beginning in the 1990s, Growers began working to increase the THC content to as much as 25%, and with that has come an increase in mental health problems. Researchers know that there is a time lag between when one starts using cannabis and when mental illness may begin. Therefore, it's not unexpected that increasing problems would begin showing up sometime after 2000. Researchers in Denmark recently examined that country's mental illness registry to see if the incidence of schizophrenia had changed between 2000 and 2012. They found a striking increase. Schizophrenia diagnosis rose about 30%. But it gets worse. These higher THC levels seem to be contributing to another trend. An even bigger surprise came when they looked at adults from age 30 to 59. Psychiatrists expect schizophrenia and bipolar disorder to become obvious by the late 20s. But the researchers found that 46 out of 100,000 people in the over 30 group received a new psychosis diagnosis every year. The high proportion of true cases in this sample presenting after age 30 contrasts with conventional wisdom. After more than a year of working on this book, sometimes I felt like the only people who understood the link between marijuana and psychosis were the scientists who'd studied it, the psychiatrists who treated it, and the people who'd seen it for themselves or their family members. Stuart Wahabich's booklet, Marijuana, What They Aren't Telling You, addresses problems with cannabis such as loss of motivation, brain impairment and mental health, lung and heart damage, and cancer risk. In addition, he addresses head-on the activist's flawed arguments. What about medical marijuana? Will legalization reduce crime and overall drug use? Also these controversial questions. If marijuana is a problem, why do we not also ban alcohol? And in the end, isn't it a matter of personal choice? Order your free copy today of marijuana, what they aren't telling you. And I'll be back in 15 seconds to give you a powerful reason to leave cannabis alone.
1: Today's offer is yours absolutely free, no cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org, find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter.
0: On today's Tomorrow's World program, I'm discussing four facts about marijuana, also referred to as cannabis, that you need to know. Before the short break, I told you I would give you a powerful reason to leave cannabis alone. It's something that Jacqueline Berenson sees firsthand in her work as a criminal psychiatrist. Fact number three cannabis is linked to violence. Most people think of marijuana as strictly a calming drug, but is this the whole story? Not according to this 2016 Psychology Today article. New research published online in advance of print in the journal Psychological Medicine concludes that persistent use of cannabis may cause violent behavior as a result of changes in brain function due to smoking weed over many years. Researchers have long debated a possible link between use of marijuana and violent crime. In contrast to alcohol, meth, and many other illegal drugs, the mellowing effects of cannabis seem unsuited to promoting violent behavior. However, ample previous research has linked marijuana use to increased violent behavior. It is important to note that most people do not exhibit violent behavior, but a small percentage do, and the problem may arise suddenly with no previous warning signs. Stuart Wahabich relates a letter he received from an Arkansas state prisoner who described his real-life story with marijuana and violence. Kenneth Williams tells in his own words his sobering story of what the end result of using marijuana was for him. This compelling account and so much more valuable information can be yours free of charge. All you have to do is pick up the phone and order your copy of Marijuana, What They Aren't Telling You. This is a must-read. This resource not only explains the problems with cannabis, but also offers a deeper purpose to life than toking up and staying stoned. Mr. Wachowicz writes, Why is it that, even though Western nations live in a time of extravagant wealth compared to any other period in the historical record, so many in our population today, especially the young, seek what is essentially an escape from reality in mind-altering drugs. Obviously, all is not right. Something is missing. When our day-to-day lives are not fulfilling, we are not finding pleasure in our work and our relationships with family and friends, and we seek temporary pleasure through intoxication via substances that bring all kinds of potential harm, Perhaps it is time to examine our lives more closely. There is a cause for sadness and loneliness and depression, and there is a cause for satisfaction and contentment. In most cases, our situation is a result of choices we have made. We have the ability to choose a way of life that provides happier lives for us and for our families, and thus we can avoid choices that create trouble and unpleasant realities, from which people then wish to escape. To receive your free copy of this insightful and easy to understand publication, pick up the phone and request a booklet on marijuana. It's that easy. You can also read or order a copy online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. Do so now, and when I come back, I'll give you a fourth important fact about cannabis that you need to hear.
1: Today's offer is yours absolutely free, no cost, no obligation. Call now, 1-800-236-0531. Call toll-free now or write to us at the address on your screen or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Today
0: I'm discussing four facts that you've likely not heard, but need to hear about marijuana, also known as cannabis. So far we've seen that fact number one, there is an agenda behind medical marijuana. Fact number two, marijuana is linked to mental health problems. And fact number three, cannabis is linked to violence. Regarding our fourth fact, this truth has become evident. Cannabis is big money. Yes, marijuana is suddenly big business. It's the rage in financial newsletters. Shockingly, even former U.S. Congressional Speaker of the House John Boehner was heard advertising seminars on how to cash in and get rich on the cannabis boom. One financial investment advisor recently wrote, By 2020, cannabis is going to be bigger than chocolate, bigger than organic food, bigger than wine it appears everyone is hopping aboard the bandwagon. In addition to being a cure-all for what ails you, cannabis is making people rich. Growers and dealers, legal and illegal, are cashing in on the action. Tobacco companies are anxious to replace lost revenue from their previous deadly product by buying into cannabis companies. My friends, these are the last people we ought to listen to when it comes to our health. And what government doesn't love a new source of tax revenue? Hey, this might single-handedly solve the government debt crisis. However, black marketers continue to undercut legally taxed products and there's already significant drop in price in the markets. Since legalization, Canada is becoming a major supplier both internally and externally exporting cannabis products to Australia, Brazil, the Cayman Islands, Chile, Croatia, Cyprus, Germany, New Zealand, and South Africa. One of the largest exporters is Tilray, which produces CBD oils, the non-hallucinogenic extract from the cannabis plant, which may prove to have some limited medical benefit, but it's certainly not the cure-all that advocates are claiming it to be. Another product is Tilray 1 to 1, which contains an equal ratio of the hallucinogen THC and the non-hallucinogen CBD. As of January 2019, 21 companies were publicly traded in Canada. Nine companies are hauling in billions of dollars, with two boasting more than $10 billion. But wait a minute. I thought this was all about health. Aren't we looking at the greatest miracle drug ever discovered? Or are we looking at modern snake oil? Whichever millions are buying into the salesman's pitch, while we do not deny that there may be some limited medical benefits from cannabis, specifically CBD, from the non-hallucinogenic hemp plant, we will know that after proper testing is done, nevertheless the end game for activists is to use medical marijuana to legalize it recreationally and recreational marijuana is a moral rather than medical issue. There already are and will be serious consequences as a result. We're warned from the pages of the Bible, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. That's from Galatians 6, verses 7 and 8. The prophet Hosea warned the people of his day that the direction they were going would bring disaster. But Hosea's predictions were dual and apply to the end time. Note this sober warning in chapter 8 and verse 7. They sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. We're sowing marijuana. Get ready for the whirlwind for it is surely coming upon hedonistic, pleasure-seeking nations. Be sure to order a free copy of Marijuana, What They Aren't Telling You. Do it before you forget. It gives vital information I haven't had time to cover on this program. And be sure to come back next week at this same time when Richard Ames, Wallace Smith, and I, along with guest presenter Rod McNair, will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ, the good news of the coming Kingdom of God and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. See you next time!
1: To take advantage of today's free offer or view today's program now or anytime, go to TomorrowsWorld.org Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. sing program is produced by the Living Church of God